Welcome to this edition of Brave Hearts, where we hope to increase your awareness and understanding of what homelessness looks like and some of the many organizations working on solutions to improve the homeless crisis. We are your hosts, William Wallace and Betty Louise, and these are the Brave Hearts. I'm so excited to share an excerpt from a 2017 story from our very own Husky LePew at KVMR. His real name is Tony Beverly, and you are going to hear a very unique and vulnerable story of homelessness. This is part one. Well, I grew up in Nevada since second grade, so gambling was natural. It was my environment. And when I became of age, I gambled and became a compulsive gambler, 42 years worth. <laughs> Wait, when you were 21 or is it 18? The first time I gambled, I was 19, which was illegal. But I won 90 bucks and thought, this is the easiest thing in the world. Ah. <laughs> so it probably was my downfall was winning the first time I gambled. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it became a problem and... The unique thing about it is I only gamble when I actually live in Reno. I've lived in Denver, Seattle, Sacramento, L.A., and it was never a problem because you had to drive to a casino. Mm. But in Reno, or all of Nevada, you can gamble everywhere. Coffee it, shops. Yeah, coffee shops, gas stations, oh, grocery stores, 7-Eleven, everywhere. And then plus the fact that if you want to eat really cheap, you go to a casino. You want to drink really cheap or see entertainment, you go to a casino. It's just natural. I've always thought it odd. I believe I mentioned this to you before. If you take 10 high school students that have never drank and give each one of them a beer, which three are going to be alcoholics? There's no way to tell. And that's kind of how gambling hits me. At least that's the rational lies. <laughs> <laughs> That's my rational lies. But anyway, Memorial Day weekend of 2015, after losing six family members, oh three of which to breast cancer in like an 18-month period, I imploded. I went downhill, depressed. My mother had a reverse mortgage, so we lost the house because I wasn't old enough to keep it. And I sunk into very self-destructive behavior besides gambling. And on Memorial Day weekend, I lost... Over half of my Social Security check, gambling, and I just said enough is enough. I have nobody left here in Reno anyway. So I just got a U-Haul and moved to Grass Valley that night. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I got here thinking it was similar to Reno where you can rent a weekly motel for about 140 bucks a week. And here it's closer to 300 Oh, boy. And I only had $300, so... Two nights in a motel, and then I ended up in hospitality house. Wow. So I'm curious, like, do you have any more <clears throat> words you can put around, like, that moment when you said, I'm not staying here anymore, I'm out of here? Well, I don't know. I guess when I look back on it anyway, after therapy, and et cetera, et cetera, I think it was the fact that all my... Uh, uh, the people that bailed me out <laughs> all the time, my mother, my sister, girlfriends, friends, my uncle, everybody that I lost were my supporters. They always pulled my that chestnuts was your safety net. out of the fire. Yeah, and they were gone. And when I lost, I had lost several 
checks before reaching this epiphany, but it was just like, Reno is too toxic for me. No reason to stay. I had one friend left and my little brother left. And I lost my mother, my sister, my niece, my best friend's wife. I was their godfather to their child. And then um, my uncle was going to move from San Francisco to the house to keep the house because my sister died before mom. And he died while he was packing to, oh, to move to Reno Lord. to keep the house. So it was just this cauldron of Loss. bad luck, bad decisions, depression, obsession, compulsion, and a toxic environment. And it was just, I figured I was 57 years old, it's time to grow up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, so you just overnight arrived in a new county, a new place. Why, why Grass Valley? A former girlfriend and I lived here back in about eight years ago, and I loved it here. But she went abroad. She moved to Europe. So when she moved, I went back to Reno. So I was there. This time it was about three years before I destroyed my life and lost everybody. So you arrived at Hospitality House, and you are one of the amazing success stories there. So tell us about your experience. Hospitality House is incredible. The people that work there with what they have available. I remember that very first night. I mean, I grew up an Air Force brat, very middle class. My parents were like, I called them the black cleavers. <laughs> they didn't cuss. Dinner at 6.30. Every, they were just bland, very middle. And now did they gamble? No. No. <laughs> no, no okay. neither one of them. So I'm standing in line and very first night or afternoon in hospitality house because you have to breathalyze to prove that you haven't drank before they'll let you stay that night. So you're standing in line waiting to breathalyze, and it's my very first time. I didn't know what to expect. I'm in a homeless shelter. I felt worthless, etc., etc. And I heard a guy, like two people ahead of me in line, telling his friend whose first night it was. He said, this is a five-star homeless shelter. And I remember thinking to myself, what? <laughs> what? What does that mean? What's that mean? Yeah, how could a homeless shelter be five-star? And it really was. They feed you tremendously. you got a place to sleep, safe, shower. They have so much access to services. They helped me get straightened up on Medi-Cal. They hooked me up with the clinic so that I could see my doctor. I have diabetes and other health issues. They hooked me up to get free glasses with the Lions Club. I was going to 12-step programs and talking to people about my depression and my loss and my grief and my shame. And so you were just really busted wide open. Yeah, I was like. below rock bottom. The thing is, I've always been bubbly, happy, never had any kind of death in my family since the eighth grade when my grandmother died. Now I'm 55, losing everybody. It became my home, sort of, even though I hated the routine and hated sleeping in a room with 40 guys and all that that entails and everything. But the people there that work there and volunteer there are just so incredible. So I was looking into getting into rapid rehousing, which is one of their programming. And the first step to that is they usually move you into a shared house with, depending on the size of the house, five, six, seven roommates. And your rent is really cheap, so you can save money and get out, get up on your feet. And... They decided, or somehow they came up with a shared house in Lake Wildwood, which is a exclusive, opulent, yeah. gated community. Oh, 
two landlords had volunteered to allow this huge, beautiful, million-dollar home to be a shared house. And it was the first time that anything like this had happened, so they kind of handpicked the first group. And since my addiction, my problem wasn't drugs or alcohol or violence, it was as long as I was out of Reno, I was pretty much a safe bet, and I had steady income, so I was a good candidate for this trial. But while I was interviewing to go there, Tom, I can't remember his last name, anyway, one of the counselors, Tom, that was taking my information, he said, you have a great voice, you ever thought about radio? And here's what's weird. When I graduated high school in 1974, in my yearbook, in the part where it says, what do you want to be when you grow up, I wrote, this is the truth, I wrote, I want to be the next Wolfman Jack. (laughs) Fast forward 42 years, homeless, lost, depression, everything, and this virtual stranger says, I know how you can be a DJ. KVMR trains people to be a volunteer DJ. So I'm... I've gone from homeless in six I was there six weeks. I've gone from being homeless to living in a gated, opulent community, a huge, beautiful house. One of the neighbors sold me a Cadillac <laughs> on payments. I gave her three payments before I actually got the car. So fast forward six, seven weeks, I'm in, a, I'm in this beautiful house. I'm taking classes to be a DJ, my lifetime dream. I'm driving a Cadillac, and now, of course, I have my own apartment. And I've been dubbed the most famous ex-homeless person in the county or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But it's it's been a, I guess I'm like a phoenix. Thank you for joining us today. Our hope is this segment has opened your heart and mind. Be well and be kind. This project was made possible with support from California Humanities, a nonprofit partner of the National Endowment for the Humanities. Please visit C-A-L-H-U-M dot org.